Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 30 of the Better Fuji Photos podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to discuss how editing can improve your photography, how it can improve your technical skills, your creative skills, and your storytelling skills. This idea is the result of a social media post that I saw a couple of years ago from a photographer, Adam Elmakias, who said that, quote, a lot of improvement as a photographer can be attributed to just picking a better shot from your shoot. The trick is learning what the hell a better shot is, end quote. This post really resonated with me. I spend a lot of my time teaching photography students the importance of editing. There's a lot of articles out there that go into the mechanics of editing, but none that really dive into the why. Why editing is so important as a skill to be able to improve all of your other photography skills. So I want to leave you with some thoughts here on why getting good at editing is so important for photographers. But first, I want to address what we mean by editing in this podcast and editing in general. Editing is not the same as processing and vice versa. When you hear someone say, I spent all day in Lightroom editing photos, a lot of the time what that person means is that they were moving the sliders around in Lightroom all day long. Now, that's not necessarily editing, although the term is used interchangeably sometimes. That is processing. When we are talking about editing in the context of what we're going to be discussing in this episode, editing is the process of selecting which photos that you're going to process or include in your story. It's a crucial step that all photographers should do before processing. I know so many photographers who will just download photos off of an SD card and then just start picking photos and say, I'm going to process this one. They'll scroll through a few more. I'm going to process this one and then this other one without ever really knowing why they're picking one photo over another. And so picking those photos effectively, that is editing. If you captured 100 photos on a photo walk, you're not going to process all 100 of those photos, right? You're not gonna show all 100 to everyone. You're gonna select the best 10 or so out of that 100 that really capture the essence of your photo walk. You probably don't have the time to process all 100 of those photos, and your clients probably don't have the time to review all of those photos that you captured on a shoot. Your audience, wherever that audience is, they certainly don't have the time or the attention span, honestly, to look at all 100 photos that you captured on that shoot. And what I think is really important that is often overlooked is that including too many photos can dilute the impact of the good ones. Now, I'm willing to bet that all photographers are already doing this to some extent. They're discarding the ones that are out of focus, they process what they would consider the five-star photos and keep all the other ones. Even if you're not aware of what you're doing there, you're still editing. But how much thought do you actually put into your editing process? 
is it as simple as getting rid of the out of focus photos, the over or underexposed photos, and then just processing the ones that you really like? I think that editing should be much more involved than that. And if you put the effort into editing, you are going to come back with better photos the next time you go out with your camera. But how does it improve your photography? How does it improve your technical skills, your creative skills, and your storytelling skills? Looking at the technical skills. As you're editing, you might notice blurry photos. Don't worry, it happens to all of us. It's okay to admit that you might come home with blurry photos. But when you do that, ask yourself, why are they blurry? Is it because of your focus technique? Or was your shutter speed too slow? Should you have been using a tripod instead of holding it by hand? Pay attention to this when you see it during your editing process. Make mental notes for the next time that you go out with your camera. Say to yourself, okay, here I used 1 60th of a second for my shutter speed, which was too slow for this subject. The next time I'm photographing this subject, something that might be moving, I need to have a faster shutter speed. Or next time I need to make sure that my focus point is more precisely over my subject when I'm using an aperture of f1.4 and so on. As you notice these things when you're editing your photos, you can remind yourself the next time that you're out with your camera how to fix it so that this doesn't happen again. If your photos are constantly over or underexposed, you can note that also so that you pay more attention to your exposure. The next time you come back from a photo outing and you're going through that download of your SD card, you're going to notice that a lot less are going to be discarded for technical reasons, all thanks to noticing where and how you could improve those technical skills each time you're editing. Now onto the creative skills, how editing can improve your creative skills. As you're selecting the photos that you want to keep, the ones that you want to process, why are you drawn to picking certain photos over others while editing? Which visual aesthetics are in those photos? And if you can identify those, you're going to look for them more often the next time you're out photographing. You may notice that it's a use of color, geometry, light and shadow, how the physical layers of the photo are arranged or your inclusion or exclusion of certain elements from the photo, your use of moment or gesture or emotion. There are countless books that have been written on those topics, so I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole here in this episode, but look for those things while you're editing. Try to identify why you like those photos. As an example, for a street photographer, if you're creating a series of photos where people are walking and you're going through those photos and there's a bunch of them where the people walking just look very unnatural in their stride. They might have one knee that's bent up to their waist and the other knee's perfectly straight. They look like a flamingo the way they're just kind of standing there. You're probably not going to want to pick those photos over the ones where the people walking are caught with a natural stride. They have that nice natural triangle created with their legs and the ground, 
and you notice that's the reason why you like that photo over all the other ones where these people walking just look really awkward. That'll clue you in to the next time you go out photographing to say, okay, I need to make sure that when I'm pressing the shutter button or I put the camera on a burst mode where I can create a series of photos to try to get that person walking with a natural stride so that you don't come back with photos of people who look like flamingos. And that could just be a light bulb moment for you that's going to help you come back with better photos next time. And having a good editing process can also improve your storytelling skills. Picking the best photos, best in quotes, isn't just about picking the ones that you like. It's about picking the ones that'll tell the story, even if those photos aren't necessarily five-star photos on their own. It's like that saying that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, where even though you may be selecting photos that don't necessarily stand out strong on their own, when added together as a part of a story, it makes that story really, really strong. So as you learn to edit photos for storytelling, you're gonna start to think that way when you're actually out with your camera. You're gonna start looking for those types of photos that during your previous editing process, you noticed help tell stronger stories. In those basic storytelling photos, you have the opening or the establishing photo, the detail or the close-up photos, the moments and the gestures, and then a closing photo. And again, each one of those on their own may not necessarily be strong photos. You wanna put them in your portfolio all by themselves, but together they help tell that story. And that is editing for story. And we actually have several courses that go over editing for story. And the two main courses are the after the capture course and the better photography through visual storytelling course. And you'll find the links for those in the show notes here. And sure, not all photos are going to be part of the story, but if you're photographing for any kind of a narrative, paying attention to those storytelling photos while you're editing will help you create stronger storytelling photos the next time you're out with your camera. So that's why editing is so important for your photography. There are so many other things that we can do to improve our photography, but often we get bogged down in like the gear choices and the post-processing techniques. But when was the last time that you really paid attention to how and why you edit? How will doing so make you a better photographer? And this whole process isn't just about getting 100% five-star photos every time you go out with your camera. That's unrealistic. That's not gonna happen. But it's about coming back with less chaff and having stronger photos to choose from after that download. Thank you for listening to the Better Fuji Photos podcast. If you have any Fujifilm or photography-related questions that you'd like to have answered on an episode here, please use the link in the show notes to send those in. Help keep this podcast alive by rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. Thanks again, stay creative, and we'll see you in the next episode.